Okay, so this is the second part of the two-part episode I did with Alex from French in Plain Sight on Instagram. If you haven't already followed Alex on Instagram, then his handle is going to be in the description for this episode. You should check him out. He's really, really amazing. And trust me, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be... Um, on the episode today if i didn't think he was amazing so if you love this podcast you would also love alex from french in plain sight on instagram also i want to officially announce to you listening to the podcast that let's talk about languages is officially coming back this next tuesday so that is the 9th of june there were some complications and so i couldn't bring out an episode um, last week tuesday but on the 9th of june there will officially be a new episode on Let's Talk About Languages. I've, I've been working on something for a really long time, and I hope I, hope I can finally um, bring that to you, and I hope you're going to love it. Um, also, just one little um, other announcement that I wanted to make on the podcast. Um, Le Vrai Français, the new series the all new french series that everyone has been listening to on the podcast recently um i'm sorry to announce it's really really sad but uh it's it's a limited it's going to be a limited series so what that means is that there are only going to be 12 episodes released um on that particular series and then we'll go straight back to um let's talk about languages they could be another series that follows up after that i don't know i'm not sure for now but uh, le vrai français is going to be a limited series and so it's only going to last um 12 episodes but not to worry we have um six more episodes after this episode and trust me i have really 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 good guests really good french teachers and polyglots lined up to give you the very best and teach you french the right way so um again what are you waiting for subscribe on your favorite listening app now to make sure you never miss an episode of lingual podcasts be it let's talk about languages be it le vrai français be it anything and don't forget to share okay it's the best way to support my work share with your friends family and anyone you think is interested in languages language acquisition and probably maybe just french um, also you can write to me uh, my email is in the description somewhere so you can find that and write to me uh, i would be happy to read your emails answer your questions and you can hear yourself on the podcast as well by sending me an audio um, by email or by um, following the link in the description to record a voice message in any case i wish you bonne écoute and i'm going to see you on tuesday salut bonjour et bienvenue this is le vrai français every friday join me your host bomoyo basso here on lingo podcast as we speak to French teachers and popular polyglots from around the world to understand French expressions, culture, and a bit of French history. So whatever level you're at, whether you're a complete beginner, an intermediate, or an advanced learner, 
Le Frère Français is here every Friday to teach you French the right way. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe now on your favorite listening app to never miss an episode or for more content, follow Lingo Podcasts on Instagram. So we have five more. So what's number six? C'est parti. C'est parti. Brilliant. It's a way to start something. Um, when you when you you're, you're you're leaving the house to 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 go to go anywhere, you might say allez, c'est parti. So you mix it with allez, like go, let's yep. go, c'est parti. Uh, we're getting started. Um, so anything that's starting, football match, um, an adventure, um, a, a lesson. Alex? C'est parti. On va commencer. Oh, hello. Yeah, I think we had a, um, a little issue with the network, but I think we're back now. Um... Yeah, seems good now. Okay, by the way, if you're listening to this, this is uh, on plein confinement. Uh, everyone is in quarantine, so this happens from time to time <laughs> where, the, where the internet kind of gets um, wobbly. So we were looking at c'est parti, which you said is uh, for, for when you mm. want to start something, when anything is starting. Um, so you, like you said, it could be a football match, anything... Lesson, like you said, anything at all. C'est parti goes, right? Yeah, and it's and it's said with you know enthusiasm. You know, it, it's this is this is one of those this is one of those fun ones. You know, it's said to, you know, the more enthusiasm you give it when you say it, the more pumped up you get when, and the more pumped up you get the other people that you're saying it to, or you yeah. might be saying it just to yourself. But yeah, allez, c'est parti. And I say it at the start of most of my videos as well, just because I love. Uh, getting into the, the 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 main content of the video uh, with a with a good French expression, there's nothing better than uh, "c'est parti" for that. Yeah, true, true. Uh, and we're we're going to actually get into your YouTube channel um, a bit later on on today's episode, which is is brilliant, by the way. Uh, so we're going to definitely talk about that. And the description for his YouTube will be sorry, the link for his YouTube will be in the description for the episode. We're already almost at the end of the list, but what do we have on um, at number seven today, Alex? Uh, number seven, we have uh, something I'm sure everyone can uh, can understand how to use, which is uh, sacra, sacra, and I say it's easy for people to to understand how to use because it translates directly to something in English, which is it sucks or that sucks. So yeah. if something bad has happened and you want to console someone or something's bad happened to you and you just want to get your frustration out, you can say ça craint. You know, it's not too strong, but it's yeah. strong enough to uh, to get the job done. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I think one thing we have here with this particular word is the French air, which is uh, which is a bit mm -hmm. of a problem for a lot of languages. It's a big problem for me <laughs> personally, but um, I think probably that's, that's the biggest... 
um, obstacle to to um, to pass if you want to use this particular expression? Yeah, for sure. Um, I I mean, how do you deal with this one? Uh, do do you find this one particularly tricky to say? Yeah, I do actually. Uh, this is one I'm aware of, but personally, I I would love to use, but I never feel confident enough to use it because I um it has this flair, I guess, when when it's used by French people, and I don't just um i don't use it <laughs> i don't use it in that exact same way so it, it's it's a nice expression it's one that you should learn but um i think the r days is what usually puts me off yeah i understand that and i i, I would recommend i would recommend uh, to to your listeners to actually um there's there's two reasons why i think that um you should still go ahead and and use this is because um by by using it it will it will give you the practice that you need on that r that that focus practice True. but also um because actually when you're trying to perfect sounds you need to exaggerate them and often that feels uncomfortable because you think you sound even weirder than you already do speaking a foreign language <laughs> but if you actually if you if you actually uh push this one and say and you try and like get that big r out all you're going to do is make it sound like uh, you know the, the situation sucks even more than it does, you know. Uh, so so you're actually just you know the more effort and enthusiasm you put into it, you're actually going to sound more pissed off if I can use that word. Um, so um, so yeah, it's, there's, there's two reasons to to practice it. I'm still not 100% confident. I never know exactly how the R is going to come out before I do it, but I find uh, after a C because. Uh, maybe my my throat's already formed in a particular shape. Uh, it's it's easier after a C to to say an R than than after other letters. Okay, brilliant. Uh, beautiful expression. That one. It's one I hear all the time when you watch French TV. Or <laughs> it's it's one you're definitely going to hear if you if you keep listening to French. Okay, so number eight. What do we have for number eight? Um, number eight, we have uh, on verra, on verra, and it's another one with with a couple of R's in it. And uh, yeah. my R's are definitely not as good when they're when they're after an E, uh, but we say it anyway because it comes up all the time. Have you heard yeah. this one? Yeah, this is one I actually um, know no. from the song. Oh yeah. No, this is mm. one I actually I actually heard first in his song. I think um, it's a song by Nekfu, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I think the name of the song is, is simply Daun Vera. So that was, that was where I heard this expression first. And it helped me understand it better because I could follow up with this song. Because it's, it's a really nice expression that you're, you're going to hear all the time as well. You, you, your R was excellent. That was better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because we're live. Normally, it's, it's, it's not this good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, uh, so I suppose we should tell people what it means. So, yeah, uh, you know, literally, literally it's the, it's the, you know, um, it's, it's, we will see, uh, or one will see. So Vera is the future, uh, conjugation of, uh, voir to, to see. And the French mainly use on to you to mean we instead of nous. So yep. this is one one huge tip. So they say on verra. So it's kind of the same in English. You, you know, you don't know how something's going to turn out. You just say, oh, we'll see. Wait and see. Yeah. You say on verra. 
Yeah. Another one you're going to hear in, in, in movies a lot if something happens and you're like, oh, on verra, something like that. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice one. It's a nice one. It's a good, very nice expression that is used. And, and just coming back to that point that you, you made with on instead of nous is uh, it's something you should also look out for because not a lot of French people use nous in actual speech, do they? Um, not, not, uh, not as something to conjugate. Um, and so when you're typically learning those, uh, those, those, those first, uh, conjugations with all the, the, I think s six or seven, um, subject pronouns, yep. um, you learn new for, for we, but, um, you know, if you just, if you, if you, um, take my word for it as someone who's, who's been in the country for five years, I can tell you like you'll save so much space in your head. Um, which is which is so key if if you if you just focus on getting extra repetition on 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 and the conjugations for on it's yeah really really crucial. French yeah. don't use nous now. It's even easier actually because sometimes the conjugation of nous becomes very very tricky and it's it's way too long anyway. So using on is uh, sounds much more natural and fluid. So. Oh, I, I I suck at the the conjugations for nous because honestly I just I got to a point where I just didn't learn them. <laughs> and so now I, I've I just never had to go back because I was like, well, if they don't use them, then I don't need them, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, true. I, I get where you're coming from. Anyway, okay. So um, number nine on the list again. Unfortunately, we're almost at the end. But what's on number nine? Yeah. Well, num number nine. Um, I was almost about to say it when you gave the the the, the, the sort of explanation for on verra. Yeah. Um, I almost said voila. Voila. Ah. So we can't we can't leave that off the list. I mean, Never. it's just I mean, we use it in uh, do, do you use it in English in, in, in Nigeria? You know, it's not something I used heavily or I ever really used before I started learning French. I mean, um, you hear it in movies, sometimes in, um, in movies, but not, not French movies. I mean, like English movies where someone does something and they're like, um, well, um, look, um, voila, kind of. And that's in the sense that I knew it before. But it's mm -hmm. something that you're going to hear so many times in French. I mean, I was listening to, I was listening to this speaker um, just earlier today, and she was talking, and I knew when she got to the end of her speech, she was going to say, donc voila, <laughs> donc voila. <laughs> I, I knew she was going to do it and once she got to the end of her speech she, was, she dragged, she did that long French um, uh, donc voila and I just knew so it's one that you're going to hear and, and it's kind of like a filler word isn't it uh, voila perfect yeah exactly um, I, was, I was just going to say uh, it's yes exactly so it's a, it's a filler word which which uh, which which people use uh, to just mid conversation. It doesn't really mean anything. It's just yeah. a way to break up uh, s sentences and, and change direction mid sentence. And yeah, exactly. Voila is is used so much as a filler word. Yeah, and I think um, just to just to come back to how it's used in English because it's actually used in English, but it's not used in the same way. It's kind of. Um, I don't know, it's kind of different. It, it doesn't have that same meaning when it's used in English. Yeah, I mean, like you touched on, I mean, in English, 
typically when we hear it or when we say it, it's to reveal some reveal something um and it does have that meaning in french uh but it's used much less um i don't know when we say it in english it's it's like we know we're saying a foreign word it's a sort of a special word but in, yeah. in french it's just so common so you you do use it um for that for sure um but it's also if if someone for example um is is saying to you something that you agree with or that um uh you've you've tried to explain something they've then um read it back to you for example or and confirmed or clarified or whatever and you just say we yeah. oui, voila voila yeah. you, you it's like voila I, i don't have anything else to add to it that's yeah. that's that's exactly the what it is yeah yeah okay just i i love this one i love the fact that you brought it up i i, I honestly can't um can't move away from it there's just one more thing i would like <laughs> to mention uh, another thing you're going to hear and uh, correct me if i'm wrong but another thing you're going to hear is um uh, voila quoi voila quoi mm. <laughs> what's that about <laughs> What's that about? Well, uh so we we mentioned that voila is also a filler word so it doesn't really have much meaning and the same is for quoi so literally quoi means what yeah. but they add they throw quoi onto the end of sentences which sort of translates to you know or you see um yeah. <clears throat> the closest thing we can get to in English. But yeah, so what do they do as well? They they combine two of these filler words together and they end up with voila voila quoi. Um usually <clears throat> excuse me usually when they're explaining something uh you know they're they're they're, they're talking uh, to a friend and they're explaining something perhaps something a um uh, someone did to them they're explaining something that's the example i have in my head yeah. and then at the end they'll just finish what they're saying and they'll just be like voila quoi like you see what i mean can you can you relate can you yeah. you know give me some sympathy here <laughs> but um yeah voila quoi Uh yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure I use that enough yet. I don't know if I've Frenchified enough for that, but I definitely use both voila and quoi separately. No, it's one it's one I I actually use a lot because um sometimes you're talking and then you don't know what to say and you're like uh voila quoi. <laughs> it, it, it gets me off the hook um nine times out of ten. Speaking of 10, we are at, <laughs> <laughs> we are at number 10 on the list. So what is our last expression for today? That was very nice that transition. Um <laughs> I might steal it sometime in the future. Um well, I I I couldn't I couldn't complete this list to be honest without talking about without talking about silver play and silver play and the, the reason the reason I bring this up I know it's extremely basic mm. but um I've been reminded um by french friends that it's very much appreciated um uh, when you're asking for things um in in french and obviously uh, in english you're told to say please and thank you um but I find that we kind of get a bit lazy and say uh can I have this and i i caught yeah. myself i've caught myself on more than one occasion uh not saying s'il vous plaît at a restaurant um and i'm just ordering something and say can i have this and you know i i i'm now very aware of 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 people perhaps not liking that i miss off the s'il vous plaît so i really want to enforce that um it isn't something that you should um you should uh neglect to say 
because it is very much appreciated and you'll, you'll get more respect from uh, the French person you're, you're talking to if you if you do use s'il vous plaît and of course s'il te plaît if you're if you're on um, uh, informal terms with them but just yeah. because it's informal doesn't mean that you shouldn't be uh, polite French people are very polite that's uh, that's why they have this whole vouvoyer tutoyer concept I think mm. I think it's lovely it's it's uh, it, it's it's really nice uh, it's it's not something we I mean like culturally um, every country is different but it's not something we have generally in English but it's something that is very general in French whatever francophone country you um you visit yeah and uh, obviously it's hard for us to learn the difference between tu and vous and we can't go into that today but no. but once you kind of get comfortable with it 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 is it is a beautiful thing because you're able to really show and two that we can't do in english um and uh, you know I, I really like that and in fact now it it bothers me if i'm at a bar uh and or a cafe and they use two with me just because they think maybe it's that sort of relaxed cafe or or they're around my age they yeah. they're going to use two they're cool you know i'm like no i I didn't come all this way and learn vu just for you to <laughs> disrespect that rule, you know. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. It's uh, look, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. Uh, honestly, we could talk for hours and hours and hours and days, weeks, years, even talking about French grammar and French expressions. But just before um, we let you go for today, um, what advice? As someone who uh, moved to a foreign country five years ago, had to learn the language and now teaches the language, what advice would you have for someone who um, is probably thinking about uh, moving to a foreign country? It seems really scary learning a new language, but it's something you were able to do. So what advice would you have for that person? Yeah, great question. Um, I would say use your time very very well uh before you before you move you know because it, it is very easy to get stuck in the the stress and the worry of something that hasn't happened yet uh we're very good at that as humans we're very good at um getting into that state of mind and it's it's kind of a, a vicious cycle yeah we don't really think very very uh very clearly in those moments so the best thing you can do is just try and think rationally and just say look i've got several weeks or several months before this is happening um i'm gonna i'm gonna do what i can now to to learn um the things that i will need um in the language when i get there and i know that i will keep learning when i'm there um so you know you know that before you go, you're not aiming to be fluent. So just focus on uh, learning what you will need for those first days and weeks and really try and, um, yeah, uh, structure your learning around what you're going to need and don't worry about the stuff that you won't need. Think of like a, a survival kit level of language. Um, and yeah, and also just just remember that um, if, if you're moving for work, for example, then they probably hire other English speakers, um, so you won't be alone. Um, and also, if you're moving for for uh, uh, the, your partner, um, well, um, depending on where you go, there might be there might be people uh, who speak English to make your transition a little bit easier. But I would 
for sure not rely on that and just make sure you have a, a basic enough level ready when you get there. And, um, and yeah, use the internet, find speaking partners, find teachers, um, do all that you can. Definitely, we should do all that we can. Um, Alex, it's been an absolute honor having you on the podcast today. Um, Alex is on Instagram at French in Plain Sight on Instagram, French in Plain Sight. And um, if you want to see more of Alex, if you, if you want to see his videos and see his work, then you can also head over to his YouTube. And the link for that will be in the description for the episode. Alex, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It was an absolute honor. <laughs> No, thank you very much again. It's been it's been a pleasure, and uh, I don't get enough time to to share this geeky side of of the language with with people uh, that might surprise you being here. <laughs> but it's just so normal to French people; they don't really care. Um, <laughs> so yeah, thank you very much, and and I, I look forward to uh, to meeting some of your listeners over on uh, over on Instagram. If you want to send me a message and say hi and talk about your French. Uh, I'd be happy to do that and see how I can help you out. But uh, enjoy my enjoy my content, enjoy my videos, and um, bon français. Bon français. Merci beaucoup, Alex. À bientôt. Ouais, de rien. Merci. Avec plaisir. <laughs> à bientôt.